Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Light, the cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Faster, boy, faster! I am Silver! Boy! The Lone Ranger found his only living relative in the high border country just south of the Canadian border. The relative, a boy named Dan, was the 14-year-old son of the Lone Ranger's older brother. Are you coming along with your packing, Dan? Oh, I guess I've got just about everything. I'm going to leave the furniture here in Grandma's house. Maybe Mr. Martin will be able to sell some of it to the people that buy the house. That's a good idea. We can't take much furniture when we start on our long trip south. Oh, no, sir, I know it. Golly, I, I can't believe it's true. What? That I'm going to travel with you. Are, are you sure you want me? Dan, you're my brother's son. But if that's the only reason... No, it isn't. I think as much of you as I would my own son. Well, how does Tano feel about it? I mean about having me travel with you. Tano's glad. He's at last found someone to whom he can teach all his knowledge of the woods and hills, of travel and trailing. You see, Dan, much of what Tano knows has been handed down through the generations and the tribe of Indians from which he came. It's a source of great satisfaction to our Indian friend to know that he can teach the lore of the red men to you. In you, 
He knows someone whom he can trust. Well, I just hope I'm worthy of that trust. He should be here. Wonder what's delaying him. Dan, tell me this. Yes, sir. During the years you lived with your grandmother, did you have a chance to study history? History? Oh, well, I guess not. That is not very much. The history of our country, the lives of the men who made it? Well, Graham told me stories about men like Daniel Boone. The great pioneer. She said I'd have to live up to a lot to live up to the name of Daniel. She was right. Daniel Boone, you have a namesake who knew the out-of-doors. Pioneer builder of America. Daniel Webster, you have a namesake who was a great scholar. And in your father... Dad certainly did things, didn't he? He was a builder, Dan. A builder of justice in the West. Mr. Martin told me a lot about history. He's been just about the best friend I've had. Yes, I know. Sure hate to say goodbye to him and Betty. No matter where you go, Dan, you'll always have their friendship. Look, there's something I've been wondering. What's that? Well, Mr. Martin took this house that Graham left me and gave me stock in his copper mine for it. I know it. He was mighty fair, Dan. But I... Well, I don't want him to pay more than it was worth. He... He wasn't just being generous, was he? Mr. Martin paid a fair price. I wouldn't want him to give me a lot of his copper mine stock just because he was sorry for me. He isn't sorry for you. And Dan, he was mighty far-sighted in giving you stock in the mine instead of money. A lot of people would like to buy stock in his copper mine. It isn't for sale. Oh, I know it. I don't need the money anyway. Whatever the stock earns will be put in a bank here and kept for me. I just hope he doesn't lose anything when he sells the house and property. I guess Mr. Martin is a good enough businessman to take care of himself. And someone's riding this way. Oh, I hear them. Recognize the hoofbeats? Wait. Yeah, that's Donald's horse, Scout. Right. Good for you. Otto. Ah, you come fast. What's the matter? There's plenty of trouble. Me come get you. Where's the trouble? Martin House. Mr. Martin? Well, him not there. Girl there and in trouble. Plenty trouble. Betty's in trouble? Stay here, Dan. I'll send for you if you're needed. Come on, Silver. Just the same as got a lion by the tail, Miss Betty. And you don't dare let go. Stay there, Hooper. I've never shot a man in my life. But I'm perfectly willing to if I have to. Now, you see here. I've tolerated your foolishness in holding a gun on me to keep me from saying what I feel like saying. But I'm hanged if I'll stand for it any longer. I'm leaving here and tell my friends where we can find a claim of our own and stake it out. And leave that gun where I knocked it. I'll stop you. I'll All right, get you. Then I'll take the gun with me. Now, out of my way. You. You. I'll stop him, no matter what I have to do. There's another gun here. I'll stop that crook. I know his scheme. I'll... You vile... Oh, Miss... Miss Betty. The mask man. What have I done? I've killed him. I've killed the Lone Ranger. <laughs> right away. Stay where you are and rest. I'll, I'll fix you some broth. The wound isn't nearly as bad as you make it out to be, Betty. Oh, it's bad enough. I, I'm so ashamed of myself. Father had been here, but he, he went away and told me he was going to try to investigate something he'd heard. A plot against him. Plot against him? Yes. He didn't know what there was to it. He went to see the man who wrote to warn him, to learn more about it. I was here alone when this man who called himself Hooper came in. Well, I never in all my life heard such a brazen demand. 
He wanted me to sign over my copper mine stock to him. He went on to explain that he knew where gold client claims could be staked, and that if I didn't make a deal with him right away, he'd tell the men, take them all off the job here. And Dad would be through. He, he couldn't get men to work for him. Tonto knew about that? No, I, I drew Dad's gun, an extra one, from the drawer of the table. I was determined that Hooper wouldn't do what he said. I saw Tonto riding near the house and called to him. He came for me. He said you were in trouble. I didn't know what to do. I still don't. I, Oh, forgive me, but I, I had to have someone, someone to tell me what to do. And then you got here, and I, I shot you. By this time, if Hooper intends to carry out his threat, he'll have told the men. I suppose so. Yeah, he must be lying. I don't know. I've never heard of gold in the hills around here. Neither have I, but, but there are new gold fields being discovered all the time. And you know how men are when they hear of a thing like that. They'd all rush away from here as fast as they could. This would be a ghost town almost overnight. Hooper's a stranger in town, isn't he? Yes. He is bluffing. He won't tell the men about any gold mine right away. He, he won't? He really knew where there was gold to be found. Why is he wasting his time around here? Well, he, he had a pretty convincing argument. He said that it didn't matter whether Dad and I believed him. He could make the men believe him and follow him. I see. And he can do it, too. I, I know how easily a gold rush can be started. He'll make another attempt to get himself a share in the copper mine before he acts. I'm sure of that. That will give us a little time. Us? Then you will help? Dan will be mighty glad of the chance to help you and your father. Oh, yes. So will I for what you've done for Dan. But what can be done? I I don't know yet. I... Oh, please lie there. Don't try to stand. I'm a little weaker than I thought. Oh, please stay there and rest. I'll go and tell Tonto and Dan where you are. I'll bring them. <laughs> Tonto and Dan came to the Martin home with Betty. The Indian gave Dan an object lesson in the treatment of wounds, then taught the boy to prepare a health and strength-giving broth that quickly restored the masked man's vigor. In the meantime, Hooper met one of Martin's employees, a man named Riggs. Well, sit down, Riggs. You needn't be in a hurry. No one knows you're here in my room. If Martin found out, I'd be through. I want to tell you the way things stand. I saw how the girl acted, and she was real concerned about my threat. Her father will be the same way. Martin ain't a man to be bulldozed. He's no fool. You'll see that it'll cost him less to make over some mining stock to me than to have the mine shut down because the workers all leave. Maybe. It's too bad the girl didn't kill that masked man. Then we could have threatened Martin with exposing her as a killer. Uh-uh, Hooper, I think you're wrong there. The Martins are great ones for being legal. The chances are she'd have gone to the sheriff and give herself up. Well, anyway, there's plans to be made. Now, just in case Martin don't come through, we'll tell a few of the boys, the ones you pick out, let them pull stakes and leave town. Then if Martin don't come through, we'll let a few more of them in on us, Abby. Instead of having them all leave at the same time, huh? Yes. You'll know that I can make good my threats. Well, Gotta have something mighty convincing to show the boys. They'd move out if they weren't convinced there's gold to be had for the digging. Yeah, the men with wives and youngsters won't be in too much of a hurry to move. We'll have no trouble with the ones that ain't married. Well, Hooper, what's there to show them? Uh, here. <laughs> and take a look at this paper. This is what's called an essay. Shows just how much the ore's worth. Mm, where is this property? The essay was made from a genuine claim away south of here in the gold country. This land I'm going to invite the men to come to is a different place. I changed the paper, you see. Hey, that's pretty slick. I tell you, Riggs, I've got big plans. The first thing I've got to do is get some shares of stock in the Martin Copper Mines. After that, I'll have some things to say about the mine. Hey, Hooper. What is it? Look out the window. See that kid that's walking toward here? There. Yes, what about him? His name's Dan. Well? He lived in town with his grandma. 
Then when she died, Martin bought up her property from the boy and gave him some shares of stock in the mine. Uh, yeah, looks like he's coming right here. Yeah, looks like it. Hey, you better speak to him. If he sees me here, he might say something about it, and folks will wonder why I was with you. All right, go on back in the other room. All right. And I will see. Well? Are you Mr. Hooper? Yeah, what if I am? I'd like to talk to you, Mr. Hooper. All right, step inside. I, I suppose I'm sort of young to be thinking about business deals. What's on your mind, kid? Well, my name is Dan. I've worked for Mr. Martin. I know him real well and his daughter, too. Get to the point. Well, I, I heard that you knew where there was some gold to be had for the digging. Mm. I want to leave this high border country. I thought maybe I could work for you. Well, I'm strong. I can do a man's work. I'd like to work in a gold mine. Uh, sit down. Yes, sir. Thanks. You figure on leaving here, huh? Yes, sir. Sooner or later... Have you talked to Betty Martin since, uh, as I called on her? Yes, sir. What'd she have to say about me? Well, I wouldn't have known about you if she hadn't told me. I suppose she thinks that I'm poison me now. Well, I guess she doesn't like you very well. well. My good intentions are always misunderstood. I don't want to make trouble for Martin, but I do have to take care of myself, don't I? Now, I know where there's gold to be had for the digging, where a man can stake a claim and make himself a fortune. But me, I'm too old for that. I want to sell my information. Oh. I'd like to make a deal so as I could have some of the stock in the Martin Copper Mines. Sort of settle down. Well, Mr. Hooper, I've got some stock in the Martin Copper Mines. You have? Well, now, maybe we can make a deal. Of course, you're underage, but uh, maybe we can make a deal anyway. sign right there, and you, Martin, will have to sign here. All right, Mr. Hooper. Dan. Dan, is it true that you signed your stock to that crook, Hooper? Oh, yes, I did, Betty. But you're underage. Oh, you're right, but your father signed, too. It was all done legally. No. You mean Dad helped you throw away your stock? No, he couldn't. Dad, how could you do it? Why did you do it? Hooper's a crook. He's practically stolen Dan's stock in your mine and given him a worthless claim in some mountains south of here. And then Dad told me that you were the one who planned it. Yes, Betty. You, the best friend Dan has. The man who was going to treat Dan as if he were your own son. You let him be swindled out of his copper stock. Yes, Betty, I, I did. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The Lone Ranger doing a thing like that. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. Hooper met Riggs with a pleased expression after the deal with Dan was finally completed. It's all legal, Riggs, and everything's done just as it should be. Hey, look at this paper. I don't know how you put it over, Hooper. Stark. Stark in the Martin Copper Mine, the best doggone proposition this part of the country. You mean to say Martin helped the kid of sanity? Yes. Hey, at all, Hooper, I can't make Martin out. Of course, he figures Dan is old enough to know what he wants to do. Yeah, I reckon that's it. The kid wants to make a mistake, Martin figures, let him make it and pay for it. Well, we won't need to waste time on the men who work in the Copper Mine. They can stay on their job. I've got the stock I want. Yeah, maybe Martin knew that. Figured he'd sooner see the kid lose his stock than see the copper mine shut. Yes, that must be it. Well, it don't matter. Now what are your plans, Hooper? Me, I'm sitting tight for the time being. Just going to wait. Wait and get my plans all set. Then when I'm ready to act, I'll make use of the fact that I'm a stockholder to influence the men my way. Several days after the Lone Ranger, Tonto and Dan rode out of the community, there was little more said about Hooper and his plans. And then one day, a tall stranger rode into town and looked up Mr. Hooper. Oh, I will there, who? Hooper! You calling me? Yes, easy. I, uh, want a few words with you. Well, what's on your mind? Is there some place we can talk? What's the matter with right here in front of the cafe? Maybe you'd sooner not be seen with the people in town talking to me. Why not? Who are you? Name wouldn't mean anything to you. I want to talk about some property you have. Go on. I've ridden two days to get here. I came from the hills to the south. Yeah? I uh, think you know those hills. What if I do? Don't you have some property staked out there? I might have. Why? Want to sell? Sell? <laughs> Why should I sell? I just thought you might want to. Stranger, I, I want to talk to you. Oh, well, this... You'll have to pardon me, but this man Hooper is a crook. He's a double-crossing, two-faced crook. Now, you see here... I don't know who you are, but if you're dealing with him, look out. I'm on my guard, miss. Now, Miss Betty... You swindled Dad out of his stock, and then you promised my dad you'd stay away from the copper mine. But you aren't staying away, I you... I am too staying away. Then why are the men leaving there? Uh, leaving? Yes, ten have already quit and left town. Why don't you ask your father about that? What? Hooper, I'll see you some other time. Come on, boy. Hang it all right. Who was that man? I don't know. But I don't know anything about the man leaving the copper mine. I've got to find out about that. His voice. And the way he leaped to the saddle. The Lone Ranger. Great day, Hooper. What's got into you? I want to talk to you. Likewise, I want to talk to you, too. That's why I came here to your room. What do you mean about men leaving the copper mine? I know they're leaving, that's all. That's why I came here. What have you been saying? Nothing. You must have said something about the kid buying that hill on the strength of the gold assay I showed him. I never said a word. Well, someone did. I was a stranger just came to town and wanted to buy the land. What land? That worthless mountain land I staked. Riggs, there's something going on down there. Who came to town? I don't know who it was. Betty Martin busted up the talk. Hey, hold on. I just saw Hawks go by. I got to speak to him. Hey, Hawks. Hello, Riggs. Hawks, come in here a minute. I got to see you. I'm not at the mine now, Riggs. There's nothing you can say to me. It ain't about the copper mine. Come inside a minute. Maybe you know Mr. Hooper. He's one of the new stockholders. Hooper? 
Howdy, Hawks. Say, you're the one that swapped some gold land for stock in the mine. How'd you know about that? <laughs> Me, I just got back from down there. <laughs> so you made a deal with a kid, huh? <laughs> what are you laughing at, Hawks? <laughs> I reckon Mr. Hooper thought he was being downright generous, huh? <laughs> well, you sure were. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Maybe you didn't know about the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? What about the Lone Ranger? With thunderation. It was a Lone Ranger that sent the kid here in the first place. What? Well, it was a Lone Ranger that told Dan to get you to swap with him. It was. Are you sure of that? <laughs> I ought to know. You say you're working there? Yep. Digging? Digging. Is, uh, is that gold there? Riggs, I got no information for you. I'm picking the men we want. I got to shove on. My time's short. You heard him, Riggs. What do you think? I'm going down there and see for myself. Yes, me too. Maybe. Oh, hang it all. It couldn't be gold there. How do you know? One chance in a million. Did you mine it all? Well, no. Well, then we're going to see what's there. The sooner we start, the better. Riggs and Hooper left the same day and in the shortest possible time arrived in the mountains where Dan and a number of former employees of the Martin Copper Mine were working. Working the place. Working it like all get-out. Hooper, those men won't work for nothing. I know them. They're the cream of Martin's hired help. Yes, so I see. Look at the way they're working. There's the one called Hawks. Oh, yeah. I wonder where the kid is at. Well, he's likely over there in that shack. It's sort of an office. Yeah, we can go and see if he's what there. What are you doing here? Mask man. You're on land that isn't yours, aren't you, Hooper? No, wait a minute. What do you want? Now, here? listen a minute. You told the kid named Dan to make a deal with Hooper, didn't you? Yes. Why? That Hooper is none of your business. You knew this land was worth more than I was asking for, didn't you? You fixed the price when you offered to trade it for Dan's stock in the Martin Copper Mine. Well, yes. Martin's in there now with Dan. He might buy it from Dan. But buy this land? Why not? But he can't sell it. He can't. I know my rights. I know it was in the agreement. I've got to copy that agreement. Come on, Riggs. I'll see you about this. I'm with you. Mr. Martin, I... Uh... Why aren't you back home on the job? What are you doing here? Well, I, uh... I, I quit. Oh, that's too bad. Martin, you're dickering to buy this land. What about it? I see it now. You let your best man come here to dig and see what there was to the land. You showed Dan an assay, didn't you? Well, yes. Then you must have known about the land. Now, hold on. I know what the agreement is. You do too, Martin. You drew up the bill of sale yourself. Oh, not exactly. There was a lawyer that helped. Yes, and it's a good thing for me he did. I've got some rights, you know. Says that Dan can't sell anyone else for 90 days without first giving me the chance to buy back from him. Dan would have lived up to his agreement, Hooper. Sure thing. Oh, here's my friend. Hello, Dan. You. You're the one. You talked to me about buying this land. I recognize your voice. You had a fake mustache instead of that mask. What's the matter, Hooper? You knew this land was worth buying, didn't you? I advised Dan to get it if he could. You knew all along there was gold here. Gold? There's no gold here. That's a lie. But don't you say that. Eddie, Dan. Now, look here, kid. Martin can't buy this land, see? Why not? I've got the first chance at it. It says so in the agreement. Well, if you want to buy it, say so. I... Uh, 
Let me see. Hey, Mr. Martin, we sure are glad you're going to develop this land. It'll be one of the biggest things we now, ever... Hold were. on, Jim. He ain't going to develop it. Huh? But I thought Hooper that... has first refusal on Dan's offer to sell. Hooper has? Why, hang it and all And I'm up. taking the place. Hooper, if you're buying this land because you think there's gold... There is no you're... gold, Hooper. You can't use the land. It's worthless to you. Oh, it is, huh? Worthless to me. Sure it is. But if it's worth anything to you, Martin, it's worth something to me. I'm taking it, see? You, kid. Let me see that agreement. Let me see what the price is. Oh, well, uh, well, here it is. Uh, shares of stock, cash. Remember, Hooper, there's not only cash required, but also shares of stock in the Martin Copper Mine. Well, I've got it. Cash and stock. I got them both. Hey, you hawks. Come in here. I want you to witness the deal. Yes, Mr. Hooper, I'll sign. Then you men. Come on. All witnesses, I got the better. I'll like it. There's your cash. I got it. There's the stock all signed over. Count everything in front of witnesses so you got no comeback. you guarantee that everything is legal and according to the book? You've got the land back, Hooper. It's all yours. Good. The title is as clear as it was before you sold the mountain to Dan Reed. That's all I want to know. Boys, you're working for me now. Hold on, Hooper. We work for who we want, not for whoever tells us to work. Well, I'll see that you're all well taken care of. Me, I'm going back to Martin's Copper Mine. I know I'll be paid there. Uh, me too. It's a doggone shame, Mr. Martin, that we couldn't go ahead with the job here. Now, wait a minute. Riggs, you tell him. Boys... You stick with me and Hooper and we'll make you rich. How? We'll pay you a percentage of the gold. What gold? Well, your local rigs. There's no gold here. I mm -hmm. told you there was no gold here. Hooper, did you buy this mountain back for the gold that's in it? You can't fool me. I know a good thing. Lie all you like. There's gold here. Martin wouldn't want the land. Hawks, have you seen any gold ore? Not a smidge. Me neither. Well, look here, Hooper. Maybe you don't savvy. I had these men working here digging a tunnel. A tunnel to the gold ore? No, just a tunnel. A plain, ordinary tunnel through the mountain. Huh? A tunnel through here would shorten the route we take our copper ore to the railroad. I told Dan I'd have men try their digging, and if the tunnel could be built, I'd buy the land from him. Uh, a tunnel? Well, the tunnel could be built, but it'd take a lot of cash to do it. The only way a man could do it in profit would be to use it, as I planned to do. Hooper, you doggone fool. You blundered right into this. You were told there was no gold here. You're through, Hooper, and so is Riggs. It was the Lone Ranger who thought the tunnel might be a good idea, and so it was. Well, it would have shortened your road a lot, Mr. So Martin. That's it. The whole thing was schemed to do me out of my land. You've got your land back. I was a fool, a doggone fool to listen to you. Well, Martin, we better get back to the copper mine and make up for lost time. Black Mask Man, he schemed it all. I'll get him someday. Come on, Hooper, he's leaving. Let's have a showdown with him. He busted us. Uh, yes, we'll have a showdown some other time. I'm beat right now. I've had enough of him. I just wish I knew one thing. Hmm? Did he really think it'd be a good idea to build a tunnel? Or did he do this to pin my ears back?
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.